Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. Today's podcast is all about saving strategies for short-term goals. And who better to lead us off but Warren Buffett, who said, Do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. This podcast is the result of a listener question in which the listener asked, What were the best vehicles for short-term savings? Or more specifically, the best place to keep funds that you'll need in two years or less. So in recent podcasts, we discussed best places for short-term funds, Uh, in the podcast called Short-Term Funds, No Parking. And there's also a blog and podcast on emergency funds called Emergency Fund Basics. This reader had a different concept in mind. The question concerned saving for short-term goals and what were the different options that, that I could come up with for saving. Saving and finding cash for special goals always seems to be difficult for everyone and no one ever seems to have extra cash laying around. But with modern technologies, computer programs, and money-saving applications, there are different pathways that you can save for short-term goals. And with all the stuff that I just said about technology and computers and multiple pathways, a lot of people still choose to use a very old-school system called the envelope system. It's one of the very basic systems, and, it, and it's used to partition dollars into different envelopes for different goals or expenses. Each envelope is dedicated to a different need or goal. Once money is placed in that specific envelope, it's not accessed or used for anything else until it's needed for that specific purpose. For example, a person may have an envelope for utilities, one for uh, home Uh, expenses and maintenance, one for travel, and one dedicated to home mortgage payments. The same basic idea can be used by opening a dedicated account in a bank, which is a special account at a bank or a financial institution, open and dedicated for a specific goal or for a specific reason. Um, You can take money and automatically draft it into that account or take part of each paycheck and divert it into that account, which is a little bit easier than cashing your check and then putting it in envelopes. But both work. And then drifting back into technology, there are different savings apps available. There are many good choices on the web for those interested in apps to help to save, and I'll go over them briefly in in no particular order. Uh, The first one is Clarity Money, which finds and cancels wasteful subscriptions. Clarity Money can also help you to lower your bills, find credit cards, alert you if you're overspending, and you can set aside money in savings accounts for special goals. The second is Capital, spelled with a Q, Q Q-A-P-I-T-A-L, and Capital sets aside small amounts of money not needed for household expenses. The account holder can define particular savings rules and triggers, such as rounding up the change on each purchase, saving budget surpluses, or saving a fixed amount daily, weekly, or monthly. The next app is called Half Dollar, which is a no-frills and easy way to track monthly spending. The next is Digit, which analyzes spending and income and saves the excess not needed for expenses. 
small amounts of money, usually between $5 and $50, get transferred from your checking account to a digit savings account. It works on the principle of out of sight, out of mind. The next app is Truebill, and this app scans online statements and identifies subscriptions that have increased their fees and allows the cancellation of subscriptions that are no longer desired with a single click. The next app is Budget, B-U-D-G-T. This app creates a new budget for you every day based on previous monthly spending. Input recurring and one-time expenses, set your savings goals, and budget will provide the amount available to spend. The next app is Spendy, and in this app, income and expenses are inputted manually. Spendy analyzes spending and creates a very accurate analysis. One of the more popular and, and I think one of the more comprehensive apps is YNAB, Y-N-A-B, You Need a Budget, which is built around a four-step plan. Number one, give every dollar a job. Number two, embrace your true expenses. And this app breaks down large recurring expenses into more manageable monthly debits. Number three, roll with the punches, which is a way to address overspending. And number four, age your money, which means that YNAB arranges finances to pay living expenses with last month's income. The next app is Prosper Daily, which allows viewing of multiple accounts. Optimization of finances keeps track of the credit scores, monitors spending by category, and provides one view of all recurring monthly spending. Prosper Daily also provides real-time alerts to unauthorized or fraudulent charges. The next app is Pennies, which allows multiple budgets with easy money transfer between accounts. Color-coded indicators facilitate easy tracking of available money to fund financial goals. The next app is Coupons at Checkout, which is a browser add-on that finds valid coupon codes whenever you hit any online checkout page. The next app is Long Game, which redirects some of the cash people spend on lottery tickets into savings. Users get a chance to win extra money called prize-linked savings, and users have the chance to play games and win more cash. The account is FDIC insured. You're not playing with the principal, and the app also pays 0.1% interest on the balance. With the app called Chime, money can be directly deposited into your Chime account. Chime can move a percentage of your paycheck into your savings. A roundup option is also available. Current sets up savings goals or pods to automatically sweep money aside for your chosen goal, a rainy day fund, a vacation, or directly into your savings account. The app Acorns puts your spare change into an investment account. Acorns rounds up your purchases to the next dollar and invests the change in a diversified investment portfolio based on your goals. You can also set up a recurring transfer into Acorns. Mint organizes and monitors your accounts all in one place. Coins, Q-U-O-I-N-S, is the app in which you set up a financial goal to put aside money each month. Account holders can also make little transfers throughout the month to reduce total debt. And here are some additional savings strategies to help you fund short-term goals. 
a real basic strategy is using the 50-30-20 spending rule. In the 50-30-20 spending rule, you budget 50% of your income for needs, 30% of your income for wants, and 20% of your income towards savings. You also can use a cash back credit card and you can bank the cash back reward. You can make extra money by signing up for online surveys. Just make sure you only provide personal information to reputable sites. You can use sites like Rakuten or Top Cashback to generate additional cash back on online purchases. Another basic strategy is to drop unused subscription services. Everybody's got subscription services that we don't really use anymore, such as gym memberships, magazine subscriptions, streaming services, or any other unused service that can waste dollars every month that could be saved or used to reduce debt. Another strategy is to buy and sell used. Buying and selling used items generates money from the sale of items no longer used, and the dollars are saved by buying used or discounted items. Some people are really good at comparison shopping. They compare prices on everything before purchasing, and sometimes this can lead to huge discounts and savings. Many stores have a price adjustment policy, and price adjustments can be huge. Price adjustments sometimes let someone reduce their purchase price, which is called a price adjustment, within a certain amount of time if the same item is offered for a lesser price elsewhere. Another strategy is to cut cable. Disconnecting the cable service and moving to a streaming service can save considerable money every month. Saving on utilities by reducing energy consumption, careful monitoring, turning off lights and unused electronics, switching to LED lights using energy-efficient appliances, and through the use of energy monitoring and energy conservation devices can all save considerable dollars on utilities. Company-sponsored retirement plans offer an excellent way to save, take advantage of employer matches, and reduce taxable income at the same time. Lower your insurance bill. Monitoring and reevaluating insurance needs annually can significantly reduce costs. Reduce your investment fees by switching to lower-cost funds using ETFs and using free investing apps. Eliminate bank fees. Many banks and financial institutions offer free banking. Increase your earnings by working more hours, extra projects, getting overtime pay, and working side hustles can all provide extra income for savings. These are all very good ideas. Some of them I've used, some I haven't. I've never used an, an envelope system. Um, I have opened dedicated accounts at, at one time or another to fund special needs and, and special projects. I'll be honest, I haven't used any of the savings online apps. I'm a long-term Quicken user, and Quicken has budgeting modules embedded within their software. Over our lifetimes, my wife and I have always tried to pay ourselves first. If you want to look at that as a 50, 30, 20 spending rule, that's okay. But I think it's important to save first and then spend what's left. If you get used to saving first, then it's money that you never really have. It's not money available to spend, and you find you don't really miss it. I still have and still use several cashback credit cards and I think they're the mainstay of most families now. 
I've actually done a couple of online surveys, but my experience with them is very limited. I think buying and selling used does make sense in a lot of applications, but it depends on the person and it depends on your particular situation. My wife and I never buy used vehicles. At least we never have in the past. We always buy new, but we also keep our vehicles for 8 to 10 years. And doing this, we feel like we offset some of the early accelerated depreciation that occurs on new vehicles. I think comparison shopping and price adjustments are both no-brainers and everybody should be doing them. My wife and I actually discontinued cable service about a year and a half ago, and we save approximately $150 a month by having gone from cable to streaming service. Utilities are another area where it's actually pretty easy to save by doing things as easy as just keeping your lights off when not in use, uh, moving to LED lights, and turning up or turning down your temperature to a higher or lower level to save on energy consumption. There are also some significant savings to be had by trying to work with your insurance agent to lower your insurance bill, uh, reducing your investment fees, eliminating bank fees, and doing things that you can do to increase your earnings. Once you have these extra dollars, what are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with all this extra money? Well, you want to make sure all your applicable extra dollars go into your savings account. Don't keep them in your pocket because they'll get spent. Another easy strategy is set it and forget it. You don't access or use any of those dedicated funds for any other purpose. Don't overpromise. Set reasonable goals and guideposts. Being overly ambitious with your saving goals may be worse than not saving at all, as it sets up a mindset of failure if your goal is not ultimately realized. And start with small amounts or small goals. Making small victories creates a positive mindset for bigger goals. Starting early and using the power of time and compounding to your benefit will end up with greater amounts and greater balances. For more information, you can see the podcast and blog called Investments and Compound Interest. Saving as much as possible and saving as soon as possible can really give you a jump start on your savings. Creating a savings habit can reap long-term benefits by creating a lasting habit and creating excitement for debt reduction actions. So the bottom line is, regardless of which technique you use or which app you utilize, there are multiple saving options for short-term goals. The hardest step is always the first step. But it's been said, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You have to believe that your goal is possible and attainable. Each small success will lead to a bigger success. But you have to believe that these successes are possible. You have to believe that you can do it. And more importantly, you have to believe in your ability to achieve that goal and all your life's goals. Short-term goals are one small piece of the enough equation. And now, some final thoughts. Modern technology, computer programs, and money-saving applications all provide multiple savings pathways for short-term goals. I presented 18 different ideas for saving for short-term goals. So no one can say, I didn't know how to do it, or I didn't know that that was possible. And within those 18 different ideas... 
I actually presented 17 different savings apps to help you with your short-term savings goals. There are multiple options, and each person must believe that their goal is possible and attainable. One must believe in their ability to achieve life's goals and understand that short-term goals are one small piece of the enough equation. In my next podcast, we'll discuss a very important retirement decision, whether you want to quit quickly or whether you'd like to quit slowly. So stay tuned. And as always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.